I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalong. FM 104. Room 104, it's Cormac and Saoirse here. And uh, when, in your honest opinion, do you think we're going to discover alien life? If ever. You know, some people think it's just a dream that we're alone in this big bad universe. But if you think we're going to do it sooner rather than later, uh, let us know. How many years before we're going to start finding actual real life ETs? And when, are you know, we're going to be told by the leaders of the world that, listen, we've made contact. Let us know what you think it is. 87 6797 uh, are you holding out hope? If you were to give a time frame, how long would you say? I feel like we talk about this quite regularly and there seems to be reports of, you know, some kind yeah. of positivity when it comes to life on a different planet. And I get very excited because, you know, I've told you a million times that I would love to meet somebody that was not on Earth because yeah. I've gone through enough guys already to realise that it just doesn't work with humans. So I want to try <laughs> something new. So I hope that this, you know, this is a little bit more positive and we have some evidence to back it up. Well, who knows? But somebody who knows a hell of a lot more than us here this evening on the show is uh, joining us now live, award-winning astrophysicist, Dr. Garrick Israelian. Uh, Dr. Israelian, thanks a million for popping on the show this evening. How are things? Uh, thank you very much. Thank you for your invitation. Everything is fine and we are preparing for next year our big festival called Starmus and we will cover life on Mars, SETI, intelligent life in the universe and everything. So you guys are welcome. <laughs> I saw that, yeah, the festival that you organised, you kicked it off nearly nearly 10 years ago. It'll be the 10-year anniversary next year, will it? Yeah, 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 exactly. It's the 10-year anniversary and it's very special edition. It will be in Armenia. And in fact, it's uh, in Armenia it was 50 years ago, the first scientific Soviet-American conference on SETI, on intelligent life in the universe. And all giants of astrophysics, uh, Carl Sagan, Frank Drake, and all these guys were, were actually in Armenia for the first Soviet-American meeting. And that's when actually SETI became a science. Uh, SETI stands for, is it the search for extraterrestrial intelligence? Exactly, exactly. 
internationally because before actually 70, SETI was considered kind of a hobby for, for many scientists. You know, yeah. it was not taken seriously. There was no government funding. Was, uh, NSF was not funding SETI programs. But then after 1971, that was a very important year. Uh, after that meeting, which actually took place in Armenia, it's a Soviet-American meeting, that SETI was already taken seriously by very big, big names. And how has it developed in the last 10 years? Well, actually, the, 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 the cornerstone, the, I think the most important step in this direction was the discovery of extrasolar planets back in 1995. That was really changing, uh, uh, life-changing experience for, for those who look for intelligent life in the universe. Because then the evidence is that there are really many planets like our own Earth, a rocky planet, small planet. But one thing is to suspect and calculate or find two or three, and it's another thing when you already have statistics. So in 10 years, from, well, actually in the last 20 years, we have discovered so many planets like our own Earth, what they call the inhabitable zone. So the planets are located at a special distance from their host star, so you can have a liquid water and all conditions. And it's not just a fiction. I mean, it's not just calculation. We, we see those planets. We have them. And that already brings you one step close to finding organic life. Now, of course, when you go to intelligent life, when you look for intelligent life, first you have to discover organic life, right? Yeah. So that's, the, that's your first step. And now we have tools. We know exactly how we are going to find organic life. We know the techniques. And it's just a matter of a little time, I would say 10 years or something that we can discover organic life, organic molecules, and maybe complex molecules in atmospheres of extrasolar planets. Because the next generation of big telescopes like EELT 39 meters coming out in, in Chile in five, six years. So those telescopes will be able, or James Webb telescope. So with these giants, we will be able to detect organic life in the universe. And then once this is done, so the next step you go to, well, actually your final step is in fact discovering intelligent life, right? And, and that is really the most tricky part of, of the game because, of course, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure we will discover many, many, many sources of for organic life in the universe, many, many planets. But how are you going to discover intelligent life? How are you going to make sure that there is civilization and that is the that is the most interesting question, I think. A lot of the news that's come out this year, the last six months, anyway, like certain. Uh, I think it was that the American military or the Navy released certain footage of you know objects that they've seen flying around the place yes. that they couldn't identify, and other people have come out and said, you know, we don't think these things were made on Earth, and they'd be you know reputable people. But as an astrophysicist who is highly credible, highly qualified. Do you think we have been visited yet by intelligent life or we are yet to find it? Well, honestly, I don't know. Because I myself, I never went into the... I, I've never done any investigation, especially those things which emerged from military. It's really hard to check how... Can, can you really rely on those things? And mm. I, would, I would love to see professional experts scanning those images and giving really serious opinion, analyzing those things. I haven't seen that. Well, so far, what I have seen is released by military, released by these guys, released by those guys. But how deep have been analyzed those things? I don't know. I'm yeah. not aware. But I would not be surprised. I actually, honestly, I don't see anything strange if you would say, well, any some super civilization visited the earth. So, I mean, okay, yeah, so why not?
you know, I mean, that, that's okay. <laughs> I, I'm not skeptic for this. You know, I, I would accept that. If, if, if there is a proof, and if there is a proof that actually UFOs or aliens are actually visiting us or saying, no, I don't see any reason to refuse that or say, no, 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 guys, this is impossible. No, I would accept it. And I wouldn't be very surprised to say, because life in the universe, even intelligent life, is something that I accept. I think it exists. You know, it's, at, at mm. this point, it's simply a belief, kind of a religion. You believe in or not. And in my case, I would say, yes, I believe that, yeah, there, are, there is intelligent life in the universe. I think there is, yeah. And you said that you think that we're going to discover it in our lifetime. So have you got a time frame in your head? Is it going to be 50 years, 60 years? Yes. The reason, what I said, that they, they're going to discover it in our lifetime is because when I see the, the, the exponential rise of technology, and I think astrophysics is 99% technology-driven science. There's a proof of that. The proof comes from solar planets, from gravitational waves. You see that the latest, all actually the top discoveries in astrophysics come from technology world. So once the technology goes up, we get more discoveries. And that, this tendency, this trend is going up now even even faster. So I can imagine then the sensors and everything and our technology detecting intelligent life is going to be much, much, much more sensitive and better like in the 10, 20 years time. So which means that we are going to be able to detect civilizations like uh, like ours if they have radio emitters, or if they have, uh, you know, very simple antennas, very simple radio antennas. Or, but so yet, as a, as a source of radio emission, our planet is powerful enough to be detected at a distance of 20, 30 light years. So, and we will be able to reach to that sensitivity very, very soon. And actually, we are already there. So that's why I think that in the near future, and that's not only this, not only this. In astronomy, we think that every time we have a certain mystery or something that we cannot explain, we think that maybe it can be attributed to super civilizations. You know, the, the, the so-called cosmic miracles, call them cosmic miracles. So it's a miracle which uh, science cannot explain. Then you blame <laughs> daily play intelligent life, okay? So if someone is doing that, that's why we cannot explain it. So I, and I think those things are becoming more and more more obvious because science can explain more and more. So what is left is left with uh, intelligent life, all right? So you know what I mean? So mm. we imagine that we can explain 99.9% of stellar phenomena, any sorts of pulsation, stellar winds, or spectral signatures or whatever, right? And then once this is done, it's pretty easy to distinguish what is not natural, what is made, what is artificial, actually. But then we can easily, by cosmic miracles, we can easily identify super civilizations uh, and intelligent life, which can yeah. be attributed to this or to that. You know, that helps a lot. That helps a lot. Like, imagine, like, 30, 40 years ago, we had no idea about pulsars. And then when pulsars were discovered, astronomers thought these are alien, alien signals. These are radio signals coming from alien civilization. But then immediately, a few years later, it, was, it became obvious, now this is a natural phenomenon, okay, revolving uh, compact magnetic star, etc. 
And the same process is going on until now. The same process is going on. So that will continue. And more we know about the universe, more we have chances to discover cosmic miracles which could be attributed to these alien civilizations. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's one thing to be excited about anyway, is that the advancements over the next 10, 20, 30 years, you know, AI and different things are probably going to explode the possibilities. But um, if, let's Absolutely. say, uh, if and when, let's say in the next 20 or 30 years, we do make discovery and we do make um, confirmation, we find that there is an intelligent, at least one other intelligent civilization out, out there. In your opinion, Doctor, how do you think the world will take that information? Yeah, that's, uh, I think I should answer with, uh, uh, with uh, my, my colleague Jill Tarter once said that the American public are so used to alien lo- aliens that they, they already think that they exist. You know, mm-hmm. you wouldn't surprise them because aliens always appear in films, in movies. So the people accept them like, okay, right, so they are there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, probably public will take it, uh, maybe they people will take it like something normal. And that we have been waiting for that many years, and finally they are there. You know, it's a, yeah. I don't know. If, well, uh, I hope it will be a big shock. So probably, I don't know, it's a, it's a very interesting question. I would assume that it should be a big shock. Because in both cases, if we find an alien life which is similar to ours, that is a big shock for us. Should it be something that we fear? No, I don't think it's going to be something that we fear. Because any civilization reaching high technology, so more than us, should be intelligent enough not to go somewhere with war or... No, no, I don't think. But it's my personal opinion. I don't think. Well, that's good news. I, yeah, I wonder. I wonder how everyone would, would take it. If we discovered aliens, if they came out and actually made a discovery that aliens were around this year, I think most people wouldn't care because they'd still be given out about having to wear a mask. Cause I know, fair enough, we found E.T., but I'm still I'm still not wearing a mask because, you know, that's what we're going to deal with now at the moment and they'd lose their mind over that. But um, Dr. Israelian, thanks a million for... Um, Given up your time this evening, I'm delighted to hear now uh, someone like yourself, an astrophysicist like yourself, is hopeful that we're going to get the news in our lifetimes that we uh, might find, or that we will find, uh, intelligent life forms other than ourselves if we are that intelligent. But uh, before we let you go, is there anywhere that you would recommend people follow the work that you're doing? Do you have uh, any websites or books or social media handles that you're on? I think the SETI website, the website of SETI Institute, is probably the best place for looking for the latest information on SETI, search of extraterrestrial life, and uh, about the latest news on SETI. As I said, next year we will organize a massive, huge, huge conference festival with all the best scientists in the field of SETI, a panel discussion and everything at Farmers Festival. We'll be celebrating 50 years anniversary of SETI uh, at Starmus next year. So with the Starmus website, www.starmus.com, you can check the latest news. And actually the festival will be dedicated to 50 years anniversary of of first landing on Mars, because that was back in 1971, when first time was a Soviet Mars 3 lander, which landed on Mars with a soft landing. So we're going to celebrate it next year. And also American NASA's Mariner 9 became the first orbiter around Mars. That was again 50 years ago. So it's a big year for Mars. <laughs> and maybe next year we will find microbes on Mars with Mars 2020. Who knows? I mean, it's a big year, as I said. Next I year mean, it, is a it, year it, it, of alien life. Yeah. <laughs> 
It'd be amazing if for the festival next year, an alien could remote dial in on Zoom and just give the first speech to the human race at the Starmus Festival next year, 2021. But who knows? Listen, stranger things have happened. But listen, Dr. Garrick, uh, Dr. Garrick Israelian, uh, award-winning astrophysicist who came on the show this evening. Thanks very much for speaking to us here on FM 104. And thank you very much for inviting me. Thank you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.